and welcome to the fourth episode of The Distance Social. Um, I'm really pumping these out right now, but honestly, what else do I have to do? (laughs) Um, I actually had a really fun activity this morning for the first time in a while. Um, My school got together and all of the teachers got in their cars and decorated them and drove through the neighborhoods of the school school um, that I work at and it was so heartwarming to see all of the kids out and the teachers were so excited and actually getting to see our kids for the first time in a while was really really enjoyable Um, and you know a lot of people had a really good time with it both the teachers decorating their cars but also the parents and the students making signs and Um, hanging out in their yard. So that was a really fun activity that I was able to do today. But other than that, like, what else do I have to do, really? Um, I did try to make myself a bit of a schedule today and, you know, woke up at a normal, reasonable time and got (laughs) breakfast ready and ate breakfast and lunch, which I haven't been doing. I've been eating, like, brunch every day (laughs) because I've been sleeping in too late. So... It's been good to create a schedule. I have to say that um, having that, even though I've only done it for one day, has really made a huge difference um, in my sanity during this time. So anyway, you guys all know what we're going to do. We're going to call someone, cold call them, and see what they're doing. So without further ado, I'm going to attempt to call my friend Karen again and see if this works this time. Hello. Hi. I was able to catch you. Are you getting ready to do a lesson with your kids? No, I still have, I think I'm trying to see, I think I have an hour. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, (laughs) welcome to the podcast, Karen. Oh, my gosh. This is like the best day of my life. (laughs) Well, I tried to get you yesterday, but you were in the middle of working with your kids. Like, literally right in the middle of it. I was like, oh my gosh. Because <laughs> I saw the call on Messenger. Yeah. But um, I and really couldn't say anything yeah. about it. Right. You knew what it was, too, because was you've just busy. been waiting. Yes. Yes, exactly. exactly. But I was busy Zooming. Oh, yeah. Zooming. What are you doing? Um, that's my question. What <laughs> That's my job, Karen. Gosh, Karen. I'm sorry. You're such a Karen. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm no, I'm just sitting. It's a rank, remember. That's right. It is. It totally is a rank. Um, no, I'm just sitting here. I've got some like white sage incense burning, and I'm just um talking to you, making a podcast. I just finished doing a little work, which is not fun, okay, but good. whatever. What are you doing? getting dressed with air quotes, (laughs) right? Like getting dressed for online learning. Right. So, um, so just top half, just put on something over what I'm over my pajamas. I'm actually currently wearing, wearing my sort of exercise clothes in anticipation of doing some serious exercise. Right. Um, Right. But I don't know how that would help. Um, so I just put on something over whatever I'm wearing and then, (laughs) 
you know, I, you know, what's really, sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, what's really funny is like before every lesson I do, I have to brush my teeth and put on deodorant. (laughs) (laughs) Just so they can know that you smell good. Yeah, exactly. There's like a trigger or something. I'm like, well, I can't do this without brushing my teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. Totally necessary. Like it's a psychological routine thing or something. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, totally. totally. Anyways, I just finished brushing my teeth and putting on deodorant. Good, good. So you're like almost fully prepared now. (laughs) I'm okay to talk to you now. Okay, good. (laughs) No, I saw this meme that was like um, Uh the what is the most like unused item of quarantine 2020, and it said bras. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Right. The whole time I was in quarantine, um, so that 14 days, um, I did put on a sports bra for exercising, but other than that, I generally. Don't bother. Yeah. Like, what's the point? Right, totally. <laughs> Which I think is great. I was going to say, you should talk about, like, your whole quarantine process because, like, obviously I know about it, but people who are listening to this won't know about it. Um, and you're really funny when you tell it. But they they need to know that you live in China because that will give some context. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I do live in China, and it's too bad that podcasts aren't really video casts because then I could show the charming neighborhood that I live in. Um, just not at all charming, and it's really horrible to look at for weeks on end. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I, I can make it a long story about my quarantine or a short story about my quarantine. Just, the just, long story yeah. in Cambodia. Right. Because you were on um, Chinese New Year holiday. Yeah, so I was on holiday and then all of this stuff happened in China and schools were closed and it seemed like a bad idea to come back. Um, and it seemed like a bad idea until... Right around the end of February, beginning of March, it seemed like a horrible idea to come back to China, so I stayed out. And I was in Cambodia for a month, and then I was in Thailand for like three weeks or something um, in Phuket. And then my school had asked teachers to come back by March 2nd, and at the time that they said that, it seemed like a horrible idea. Um, So a lot of teachers didn't come back. And I did end up coming back um, because it's hard to, like, indefinitely live in a hotel. Yeah. Um, you know, it adds up, right? Yeah. Well, that and, like, people don't realize how, like, unsettling it is to travel for an extended period of time. Like, travel always sounds so fun, but there are definitely pieces of it that are not fun. Right. You know, because you have to have everything you need in one little suitcase. Um, you have to do, a, it's like, there's a lot of decision making. Yeah. Um, and this decision making for me was particularly stressful um, because I'm on my own. And anyways, whatever. 
I was in Thailand and it was fine and it was a good place for me to be. It wasn't stressful to be there. And then, so when I came back to China by that point, they had said, and it's really not for everyone. Um, well, now it is. But at the time, it was only like certain groups of people who had to quarantine. Huh. So like anyone in a school community. Mm. Um, because it's a place where large groups of people gather. Um, so we, we had to quarantine. So I spent two weeks in my little apartment, just me and myself and I. <laughs> Going mildly crazy. <laughs> Slightly. I mean, I was okay until the last six hours um, because I thought I would be getting out in the morning of day 15. But the, <laughs> someone official has to come and sign papers. And that person didn't come out until like 1230. Yeah. So I was going crazy. Um, but so the thing about quarantine, which I've mentioned to you a few times, yeah. is like you need a routine. Um, so I have a routine and I still follow it. Um, I'm, I'm a, over a week past my quarantine now, so I'm allowed out. Um, but I have two 30 minute exercise blocks a day. I'm eating like mostly vegetables, um, trying to be super clean, not processed food, cooking my, my meals like that takes up time. Um, and plus the whole e-learning thing. Yeah. It's, it's brutal. It takes a lot of time. Yeah. It almost sounds like it takes more time the way that your school is doing it than it does to just be a teacher every day. Yeah. It's more, yeah, definitely more time consuming. Um, and I think a lot of people are finding this, like in all the different little international school teacher Facebook groups and stuff. There's lots of posts about how insanely time-consuming it is. Yeah. This is actually the first week. So we are in week nine of online learning. And this is the first week that we've had, like, a routine that hasn't changed because my school likes to change things every single week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This is the first week that there hasn't yet been something thrown at us. And it's the first week where I'm not, I don't have to spend 12 to 14 hours a day uh, working. So um, it's a bit of a reprieve, hopefully, this week. And hopefully it'll continue this way until we go back. Well, do you think you guys will go back? Like, do you think you'll go back before the school year's over? Um, that's, a, I don't know. I think it is a possibility still. We do not have a start date, but the domestic transmissions of the virus have, I mean, there's lots of days when there's like zero domestic infections right. or certainly zero in Shanghai for many days. And I think there's like a, a number of days, like 28 days, that a municipality has to have like no infections, Um which is probably, we're probably close to that in Shanghai. Mm. The problem has been the imported cases. Right, Wait, right. I don't, I don't think they count against the number of days you're accumulating because they're imported. And those people are putting, everyone who comes in the country now has to quarantine. 
um, which is not many people because they've closed the borders. Yeah, yeah. Um, so even people like me who have a work permit and a work visa wouldn't be allowed to come in the country now. Right. If you're not in, you're not getting in. So there's lots of teachers who are still out of the country and they are not getting in until they uh, lift the restrictions. Only Chinese nationals are allowed in. Wow. And like, what would, I kind of wonder, like, what would happen if they lifted the quarantine and they're like, okay, we're starting school again, but like some of the teachers still aren't there. And then like, what happens then? Their classes are still virtual and everybody else is in person or like, it's just so crazy. There's so many things that you have to think about. Yeah. And I mean, that is a nearly impossible situation to figure out almost until the day school opens. Right. Because you don't actually know what kids are around either. Right. Um, yeah. So yesterday was Monday, the 30th of March. Yeah. And schools in Nanjing, which is, I don't know, it's a couple of hours by train from Shanghai. Schools in Nanjing opened yesterday. Wow. Uh, so last night I was messaging with someone who works at the Interna- at Nanjing International School. And she had to teach her class, like her grade 8, whatever class, plus her grade 9, or no, another teacher's grade 9 class oh. virtually. Like one class was actually allowed on campus and one class was virtual. Oh, gosh. Um. Because she was teaching her class virtually and covering the other class for the teacher that's in quarantine. And they were both on the same timetable, so she had to do it at the same time. And they weren't, they're not changing the timetable. If they start changing it, they'll be changing it endlessly. Um, wow. So she taught both classes at the same time, one <laughs> virtually and one in class. So okay. yesterday was their first day. They started with grade nines and grade 12s on campus. Huh. And then it will be a gradual, like, week-by-week week increase. Um, so even if our school does open, by the time they get down to grade two, um, might not be so much school year left. Right. <laughs> yeah, because, like, when does your school year end? Is it in June? Uh, the middle of June. Wow. Like, the second week of June. So, although parents are pushing hard, they want it extended. So I wouldn't... Wow. Be surprised. I mean, I think it's the the school has been fighting against it and bending over backwards to do everything to not have that happen. Right. But it's still within the realm of possibilities. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, that's what they're saying about like for us, you know, um, the state of Virginia is kind of they're not giving like a directive of exactly the way it's supposed to be, but they're like. You can do it in a couple of different ways. You can, like, not make up the time necessarily, but they're saying you can add some more minutes to the day next school year, or you can extend the school year next year, or, like, they're giving all these options. I'm like, I don't like any of those. (laughs) Yeah. Can we not? (laughs) But. (laughs) No. I mean, it's probably going to happen. school has done. Yeah. school has already redone the rest of the school year for this year, the calendar, Mm. and they've taken away every like sports day or fun event, field trips, blah, blah, blah. And they've said they will add an hour to each school day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
It's hard with little ones, though. That's what I was going to say. It's like, it's fine. Like, older kids, I mean, it's hard for older kids to be there for an extra hour. But then you, like, have the three-year-olds or the four-year-olds, you know, and you're adding an extra hour to their day, and they're exhausted. I mean, it's just not feasible for the little ones, I think. No, it's not high-quality learning that's going to happen in that extra hour. Plus, there would be things like... Our kids, um, in the preschool, they have a little eating area that they go to, to eat. And in the elementary school, we have a cafeteria. Our kids mostly get cafeteria food. Right. Um, and we would not be able to do that. We would have to stay in our classrooms to eat. And the, the cafeteria would have to dole out, like, sack lunches, basically. Um, and I don't know if we'd be allowed to have playtime. Yeah. Because the whole idea of, like, my class mixing with kids from the class next door. Right. Probably not so cool. Like, especially at the beginning. Like, I can see there being a gradual release of that. But I don't know if they could have playtime even. Because if you have all of, you know, grades one, two, and three outside on the field, on the playground, wherever, then you can't track anything that happens right so uh, it sounds horrible what a nightmare <laughs> that sounds terrible let's like, stay with virtual guys <laughs> yeah. like we're just starting to get the hang of it now after nine weeks right like, let's just do this yeah holy moly that yeah. just sounds the, really yeah, problematic the, the, yeah i mean i feel super bad for the parents um but they have, you know, they've figured it all out and made it work. Um, and I feel bad for the kids because a lot of, all, almost my whole class is back in Shanghai now. Mm. Um, I have two kids who aren't in the city. But most of those kids never go outside. Yeah. Like, because people, until the last couple of weeks, people haven't been going out. Like the city's been kind of shut down. Now it's opening up again, but people still don't take their kids out to play. So those kids are shut in their little whatever. Yeah. I just, yeah, it's not. And, like, some of those kids do not need to be with their parents all day. (laughs) (laughs) Both for the kid and the parent. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. There are some kids who are very indulged. Or they don't listen to their parents ever, or whatever, um, and they're gonna, they're, you know, kind of assholes, and they're gonna be worse assholes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, because of the structure. I mean, there's not like probably as much structure at home as there is at school, and they're like the expectations are a little bit more lax. Mm hmm. So. Yeah, and parents don't say no. Whereas I say no all the time. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And they will be, if they do come back, they'll be out of school far longer than like a typical summer holiday. So it'll be like the beginning of the school year again. Ugh. Yeah. And it's so terrible because like when all this went down, it was like we were just like starting to coast. 
You know, like you're just getting into it where everybody knows the routine, not just the kids. I mean, it's the teachers, too. Like, we know the routine. We know the schedule. And now it's like, that's all shot to shit, really. Like, I mean, there's no going back from here. So you're going to spend most of the rest of the school year, if you go back, trying to, like, reset the expectations. Yep. Absolutely. And maybe even worse than after a regular summer holiday. Yeah. Because they they haven't gotten to do anything. Yeah. I think it. I think it's like the wildness of not seeing their friends and stuff. That yeah. Could be a little bit. Wow. Kind of crazy. Um, so, but other than that, um, <laughs> you know, like Costco is super busy. Um, there's no, it's, let's see, it's quarter to nine in the morning here and there's no line yet at Costco, but on the weekends and it opens at nine on the weekend, there, there's been a line like between eight and eight thirty, they start lining up. Oh my gosh! So, well, the backstory yeah. here is is that you have been watching this Costco get built for the last year or two years, right? Like you've been watching this Costco get yeah. built for the last two years, and that's like the view out of your window is Costco. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, and yeah. I can see where they line up, and I can see the traffic on the roads, and people going the wrong way down the street, trying to get to Costco. And parking in the middle of the I street. See a car right now. Yeah, I see a car right now that just went down the wrong side of the road. Perfect. Um, Perfect. Is China as bad as Korea with the parking in the middle of the road, or just like pulling off? Is it like just as bad oh, or worse? Up. No, I was actually kind of surprised because China's a lot more lawful than um, Korea was in terms of the driving. Like, it's a bit crazy here, but nothing like Korea. Like, people stop at red lights here. Oh, my. So, those uh, those are for a purpose? They're I not just so a suggestion? <laughs> I was shocked when I started, you know, getting out and about and, like, People are stopping at red lights. Right? That's crazy. They're not parking on the sidewalk or in front yeah. of the door to Starbucks. <laughs> no. On the sidewalk. I, let me clarify. On the sidewalk in front of the door at yeah. Starbucks. Not just like in front yeah. of it. <laughs> no, I just like literally. Literally. Like, like blocking the door. Like blocking the door from people being able to get in. Oh God. You know what though? Um, what happened to me when I first moved here, I, there's a little area down the road from me that I can bike to, and um, it's like a little sort of mall area, but it's outdoor, so I biked down, and I went to this kind of cafe place for a coffee, and I had my bike with me, like I just left my bike beside the, like beside the building, on the side of the building, it's all like glass, so I yeah. can see it, and it was fine. And then I, like, the bathroom is a, you know, outdoor area. You have to walk somewhere and go to the bathroom. And I left my bike, and I came back, and it was gone. What? <laughs> freaked out. <laughs> the guards had taken it because bikes aren't allowed in there at all. There's a, an area for parking bikes and motorbikes, and they, I didn't know that. And they wow. took it. And, yeah. I freaked out. Oh, my God. Um, Meanwhile, in Korea, you leave it in the middle of the road. (laughs) Yeah. Just 
you know, just drop it where you stand. If it's blocking traffic, it's totally fine. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it's quite, and people are generally more like, they follow the rules here, Hmm. um, which I guess works to China's advantage when it comes to epidemics. Yeah. Totally. Well, it's just like, it's really interesting how, you know, the cultures are different around certain things. And I actually, I would say probably in Korea, people are following it when it comes to this because they're like almost like hypochondriacs, you know, like you get a scratch and you go to the hospital. No, but seriously, like you remember kids would fall down on the playground. They'd get like a scratch and you'd be like, oh, it's fine. And then like the parents would come pick them up and take them to the hospital. Yeah. I mean, Band-Aid was not good enough. Like (laughs) had to have the plastic surgeon like touch it and then it would be fine. Yeah, but like in terms of traffic laws, mm, not so much. Not so much. No. You don't follow those. Is, yeah, and I mean, I always found that surprising that you, you know, have such high regard for your child, but yet you don't feel necess- it's necessary to put them in a seatbelt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, I know. It's going to go really wrong if you're wear- not wearing a seatbelt and there's a car accident. Like, that's going to be really bad. Right. So, I was actually surprised there weren't more accidents. Like, the number oh, of accidents yeah. that I saw were so few compared to, like, the driving style. But I think it's because everybody is so cautious in terms of, like, themselves. Like, I feel, well, I don't know if it's caution or if it's, like, just, like, a mutual understanding that people are just going to go. I don't know what yeah. it is. I don't understand how it works, but for some reason, there's I, way less, like, accidents than I would have thought. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was surprised that Korea has such a large population, because I'm surprised they live past, like, eight years old. Because people just, <laughs> kids just walk across the road. I know. And just put their arm, put your arm up in like, the air and just go. I know. Just go. And so, I'm frankly surprised that they have such a large population, because... Yeah. It's, Anyways, it's, it's the kimchi. Probably, it's a little bit different here in China. There's more people, though. Yeah. So you have to have it. Kind of whatever. Yeah. There's a, quite a few. Yeah, quite a few people here in China. <laughs> quite like, just a few. Just a few. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. a few. Yeah. Well, so, I gotta ask you your would you rather question. Okay. Would you rather live in a cave or live in a treehouse? Huh. Um, I think I would rather live in a tree house because then you get like fresh air and you can see the sky and stuff like that. And hopefully the tree isn't in Africa where there's like snakes and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Although those would be in the cave also. Yes. Yeah. There's probably less animals in a tree house. (laughs) Probably. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I think a tree house would be. Um, totally fine by me. Yeah, Karen of the jungle. Especially if it wasn't a tree by the beach. If it was yes. a tree by the beach, that would be really nice. That would keep down on the bugs, you know, because of the wind. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I'm down true. with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who who would want to live in a cave? Who, who would choose that? I, why? I don't, 
I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I think I would choose to live in a treehouse, too. Yeah. Also, but my treehouse has windows. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like. Like, who, I don't know. Who would choose to live in a cave? I don't. I don't I know. Well, I guess I'm going to start asking that question and see if anyone chooses caves. I mean, <laughs> there you go. Like, you're really going to have to. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for chatting with me. Well, thank you. I'm so excited. I've been waiting for this. I know. You like every time we have this app that we send videos to each other on called Marco Polo, which I love. I keep telling people about it because it's actually like a really easy way to keep up with people on your own it's time. Really? Yeah. It's I love it too. I'm so glad that you um got us onto it i've tried to get other people onto it i only have like one other friend who has latched onto it and it's unfortunate because it's just an easy way to yeah just keep up with people i know i don't know why people are so resistant (laughs) what'd you say um i said sometimes just to get on and babble like you don't have to say anything important you just get on and babble especially now and i noticed that they have a little thing at the top of their app page now where it says like in this time of social distancing blah 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 especially now it's really great yeah because you do have it's not live but it's face-to-face yeah which is good like you actually see someone's face and whatever so yeah I I love it I really do but But it was just funny because this is also this is also nice like talking in real life well right than what we're used to right like usually that's why I think we keep talking over each other because we're used to like just sending a video and then you respond and then I send a video and then you know like there's not any real back and forth with our conversations usually every time you send a video you'd be like when are you gonna when are you gonna call me like call me I want to be on the podcast please call me (laughs) yeah no, I think, um, yeah, I'm glad that we've got this out of the way now. I don't have the anticipation of it. Like, to <laughs> I know. Bring back I know. The day. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was, like, just sitting here waiting for days and days. I've been doing nothing but sitting here and waiting. I know, so, just twiddling you know, like, your thumbs. Like, live my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Karen. Enjoy All your right. virtual teaching today. I will. Thank you so much. Thanks. Great to talk. Good to talk. See ya. Bye. Bye. Well, I'm glad I was able to get in touch with Karen. It was hard to get her nailed down um, just because our time zones are so different. She's 12 hours ahead of me, so she's already in Tuesday and still Monday here. Well, thanks for joining me for another episode of The Distance Social. And remember that in this time, as Karen said... It's okay, we can still be social, but we just have to do it from a distance. See you next time.